Today, we have some really exciting news. The Royal Pharmaceutical Society and the Royal College of GPs are jointly launching a new initiative that will, in my view, transform the way in which we use medicines to improve patient care. Time and again, people have told us it's absolutely essential that pharmacists and GPs work together and join up patient care. Therefore, we and the Royal College of GPs are working arm in arm on this, which is how it always should be. And I'm so grateful for Maureen and her colleagues for their support. Both pharmacists and general practitioners have the same common interest in treating and managing illnesses by using medicines in a way that enhances people's lives. I believe this is most likely to be achieved bringing our two professions together, using our respective skills and expertise on a day-to-day -day basis to deliver better use of medicines. Two years ago, the Royal Pharmaceutical invited the Nuffield Trust to take an independent look at pharmacy. Pharmacy is a large profession, the third largest health profession in fact. Over 47,000 highly trained professional pharmacists. Why, with all this potential, is the pharmacy profession not achieving its ambition to play a greater and more clinical role in the NHS? Judith Smith from the Nuffield Trust challenged us to get serious about our desire for a clinical role in primary care. And I can assure both Judith and all of you that we at the Royal Pharmaceutical Society are deadly serious. This is our number one priority. We have been championing the cause of a greater clinical role for pharmacists across all our sectors by focusing on specific areas of the NHS where we believe we can really make a big impact on patient care. We championed the role of the pharmacist as part of urgent and emergency care response. The results is there's now an acceptance of the clinical role of pharmacists in the accident and emergency settings, the need for common ailment schemes and emergency supply schemes. So let me be really clear, we are supporting roles that allow pharmacists to deliver direct patient care. But the excitement of today, and I'm really delighted to announce that our next campaign will focus on how pharmacists can assist the overstretched GP services and enhanced care for patients in primary care. We have two equally important approaches. The first involves greater use of community pharmacists, working more closely with general practice. My colleagues and our president, Ash Soni, sitting at the front here, uh, will begin work with the, at a summit with the National Association of Primary Care on March the 27th, where we will begin to look at how a more integrated offer to patients can be made by general practice and community pharmacy. The second, which is my passion and which we are here today for, involves pharmacists working directly in GP surgeries. And it is today with the Royal College of GPs and with strong support and leadership from our Chief Pharmaceutical Officer, Dr Keith Ridge at NHS England, that we celebrate this launch of a joint initiative to truly embed the role of pharmacists into 
a GP surgery. Pharmacists in GP surgeries is not a new idea. Pharmacists have been very good at helping GPs with managing costs of prescribing budgets, supporting good practice prescribing, and visiting uh, GPs to help with audits. However, we believe that what is on offer with this initiative is significantly different. Firstly, the pharmacist becomes a part of the GP team, identifies with the team and participates in all its activities. Having worked for most of my life as a clinical pharmacist in mental health care, I can assure you that being part of the team is an absolutely fundamental building block to developing a clinical role. Clearly these roles may vary from practice to practice depending on their needs and whether the pharmacist prescribes. But for me, their primary responsibility is to join up the care for people, getting the medicines right, especially when people move from one care setting to another. In my hospital, we really struggled with the problem of medicines when people were discharged from hospital and the liaison with GPs. A few years ago, pharmacy departments in the hospital sector were asked to undertake the role of medicines reconciliation. A number of studies had identified very large medicine errors on admission. An audit of 50 hospitals shows most patients had at least one omitted dose or wrong drug. Sorry, the other way around. Uh, ensuring that the medicines on admission were correct required liaison with general practice. And having a pharmacist as part of the GP team will not only help that, but will ensure proper medicines reconciliation on the return journey back to the community. If I'm honest, in our hospital we also struggle with keeping the community pharmacists in the loop. Ensuring they had easy access to resolve the many day-to-day -day medicines problems that community pharmacists need to resolve. Liaison with community pharmacy will also help to coordinate joint initiatives and medicine use reviews. The experience in Devon is that this initiative helps community pharmacy integrate in the whole service. Maureen, last week I, I spoke to one of your colleagues and uh, he told me they had just done an audit in their practice. He said that every GP spends at least an hour a day involved with prescriptions and medicines issues, much of which could be undertaken by a pharmacist. However, the real key to this new role of the pharmacist in the GP surgery is mutual recognition and respect, that the skills of the pharmacist and the GP are entirely complementary. When clinical pharmacy first started in hospitals, some sectors of medicine were very unsure about having a pharmacist as part of their team. But within a short period of time, this had changed to a huge demand for more and more. One of my most difficult and nice problems as a chief pharmacist was keeping up with the demand and creating the posts as the consultants more and more wanted pharmacists to be part of their teams. I'm sure we will see the same here. Once a pharmacist has become a part of the team, they will very soon wonder how they manage without. And in places where this has been tried, that has proven to be the case. 
So our ambition is for every GP practice to have a pharmacy team similar to that we see on wards in hospitals. That the pharmacists will have the opportunity to develop their clinical skills together with the GP and their nursing colleagues as a team. Also for this pharmacist to be these pharmacists to be directly involved in the care of patients in care homes, domiciliary visits, clinics, or any other multitude of services. Now, some would say the GPs are getting rather a good deal. In fact, three for the price of one. Or as the trade says, buy one, get two free. In a pharmacist, you not only get an expert in medicines, but most studies have shown that in addition to better prescribing and reduced medicine errors, there's also a reduction in waste, resulting in large savings for the practice. I am confident that practices will find having a pharmacist as part of the team is extremely good value for money. This is, of course, a hugely exciting project for my profession. And I must say that the enthusiasm for this across the whole of primary care has been really amazing. I would like to end, though, by saying we are doing this because of the core belief that both I and Dr Maureen Baker have that by bringing pharmacists into the GP team, we will improve the quality of care for patients. It's that belief that binds the Royal Pharmaceutical Society and the Royal College of GPs together with this initiative. Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I agree with David. <laughs> I'll try not to say exactly the same things as he said in the same order, but there's a, there's a general theme there. One, I'd like to start, actually, by thanking David and the Royal Pharmaceutical Society for what has been a wholly positive collaboration, resulting in the launch of our new initiative and our joint position statement. And we're delighted to be working together to break down the barriers to joint working between general practice and pharmacy and to support improved patient care. High quality patient centred care is at the heart of both general practice and pharmacy. RCGP and RPS have a mutual interest in providing patients nationwide with an improved approach to treating and managing their illness. We believe that introducing collaborative models of care between GPs and pharmacists would be nothing other than a win-win for both patients and for those working to deliver patient care. A report from the Department of Health Patient Safety Research Portfolio in February 2013 found that utilising the skills of a practice pharmacist would help to deal with many of the medicine-related problems and issues that GPs face on a day-to-day -day basis, in addition to the promotion of whole-person care. By reviewing patients with complex medicine regimes, and as you guys know, many of our patients have complex medicine regimes, Practice-based pharmacists can help deliver a reduction in medicine errors in general practice, a greater assurance that patients will get the right medicines for them and for their conditions, and ultimately encourage a shared, cost-effective decision-making process that benefits both the patient and the practice. Practice teams can also benefit from a pharmacist's advice to help avoid medicines waste, improve the management of medicines and rationalise costs at the time of a squeeze on NHS finances. 
We like to think, and I think there is some evidence to suggest, it may even reduce prescription costs. Now, colleagues in the acute sector have relied for years on the skills of pharmacists being available to them at the time of clinical decision-making. And it's well overdue for these skills to be available to general practice and, um, and the general practice team. As David has said, channels of communication between primary and secondary healthcare and also between the practice team and community pharmacists could also be hugely improved with the presence of a practice-based pharmacist. Liaising with hospitals, community pharmacies and care homes would ensure seamless joined-up care and continuity of care in addition to reducing the potential for medication errors and then hopefully the number of hospital admissions and readmissions. So healthcare services should be working together as a well-oiled machine to ensure that patient information is shared across healthcare services in order to provide the most efficient and effective models of care. With the appropriate skills and experience, a pharmacist based in a GP practice could contribute to this and increase our capacity to deliver improved patient care as part of the primary healthcare team. Moving forward, as we all know, general practice in the UK is under increasing strain as a result of a growing and ageing population increasing multimorbidity and almost by definition increasing polypharmacy and we have severe workforce pressures. These pressures are huge on our current practicing GPs and these are set to increase even further as more GPs approach retirement age. With GPs taking on about 90% of all NHS contacts, we recognise that there is a pressing need to increase capacity in the provision of high-quality care through GP surgeries. Our partners, the Royal Pharmaceutical Society, have estimated that there is in fact a sufficient surplus of pharmacists to enable about a 1,000 practice-based pharmacists to be recruited without significant adverse effects elsewhere. And it seems to me this is a great opportunity to match supply of skills with demand for these skills. In January, the Royal College of GPs played an instrumental role in launching a 10-point joint action plan in partnership with NHS England, Health Education England and the BMA's General Practitioners Committee on supporting the general practice workforce. This plan committed to developing initiatives to broaden the skill mix within general practice by making more use of a wider range of professionals, including pharmacists. In partnership with the RPS, we now hope to implement this by introducing practice-based pharmacists to provide support to current GPs and practices, improve patient safety and, crucially, reduce waiting times for appointments and consultations. I think the um, example that David gave about GPs spending, on average, an hour a day on medicines issues sounds incredibly valid. I would say I spend at least that. Um, and um, the opportunity then for other professionals to take on part of that work 
does free up the skills of the GP to then be able to deal with other matters. So it's getting the most out of pharmacist skills and the most out of GP skills as well. By introducing pharmacists into general practice, as I've said, we will be able to make more efficient use of the GP's time and possibly help to improve access to general practice for patients, which is one of the top concerns that patients have with respect to general practice today. We would like to see practice-based pharmacists working as part of the general practice team in the same way as practice nurses. And practice nurses were actually introduced into practice, say, 25, 30 years ago. And at the time, you know, there were questions, will patients accept seeing a nurse? You know, is, uh, are we diluting general practice by introducing other skills? And now we can't imagine working in general practice without our colleagues, practice nurses. And it seems to us that we'll have the same development in respect of pharmacy skills. We're already incredibly grateful for the work community pharmacists do for our patients. And this proposal will take that work to the next level. The health needs of the population are changing and we need to be adaptable and flexible enough to accommodate this without losing the unique strengths of general practice such as continuity of care. So we in the RCGP have been in active discussion with NHS England to consider the positive opportunities that rolling out the practice-based pharmacy model can deliver. We welcome the support that NHS England have expressed for this concept and we hope to see it translated into practical measures to incentivise the employment of practice-based pharmacists shortly. However, it is important to recognise that practices will have different needs and pharmacists will have different skills. And the joint statement that we've just released today provides an overarching framework and sets out principles, but it will be for practices and their pharmacists to develop the specific roles in each practice that will help meet the needs of those patients. And I'd like to finish by saying that our ambition is to see a practice-based pharmacist in every UK practice within the next five years. Thank you very much.